This John Bolton mess has it's 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 like an octopus. So let me just cut it off arm after arm. First arm that has to go. Do you want John Bolton to testify? If John Bolton has something to say, yes, I want him to testify. But I also want the whistleblower. I also want Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden, if you have watched any of our specials, I don't care what the press says. They're lying to you. And so is Adam Schiff. This is not a conspiracy theory. This this uh, is about one point eight billion dollars that was just lost. And it was fined by the State Department, by Joe Biden. They did everything they could to cover it. Next Thursday, I have the final piece. We're going to do one more special on Ukraine, and it's the final piece. And I went over it last night. We're still tying up some loose ends on it. We want to make sure we get it exactly right. But it, it, it will tell you exactly why all of this needs to be investigated. So do I want to hear from John Bolton if he has something important to say? Yes. The whistleblower. Yes. Um, uh, Biden, Hunter Biden. Absolutely. Yes. Do we need to open this thing up and just keep going and going and going? No. Why? Because the Democrats are on a fishing expedition. Now, let me give you two sides of this. One, I want it because I actually want the truth, but I also want that testimony so no one can say afterwards, Lord, they didn't even take. We had the witness of the century who was going to say that at night he takes a mask off and he's actually the devil. I want all of that laid to rest. Go ahead. Give it your best. They already have. But now they see another opportunity. The timing on this, which I will get to, it's another leg of the octopus, which I will slay here in a second. The timing is more than suspicious. However, let him testify. Let's lance this boil and really expose what the Democrats have been doing. And if he has something that is impeachable, bring it on. So far, everybody that's been promising, uh, oh, he's got something impeachable. Hmm. So far, nothing, nothing. Been three years, nothing. So I'm not afraid of the truth. On the other hand, you have to look at this as the president of the United States. You have to look at this as a court case. Now, the problem is this is a political case, not a court case. In a court case, when you win, shut up. If you win, no. Uh, I'm not bringing any new evidence, new witnesses. If I have a say-so, no. They're only doing this because we just won. I don't know what they have. I don't know what this is. No. But this is political. And that's why I say, yes, you have to. If this was just a legal thing, I'd say no. But I don't think, and I don't think, honestly, the president has anything to worry about. I don't think that John Bolton, what I've read so far from the release of the book, which is another leg of the octopus, which I will cut off next. Uh, anything that he has said doesn't seem to be to be a problem. It's like everything, you know, 
Schiff was like, this letter, it said right there. I, I'm, I'm going to give you money if you will just give me a bunch of bad stuff on Joe Biden. Remember, that's almost what he said when he was in Congress and he first talked about the whistleblower. Didn't turn out that way, did it? So I'm not really concerned about what the Democrats think they have this time. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me what? 875 times? I am a rube. Now, John Bolton and the book. I know John Bolton. Uh, I have always admired John Bolton. I've always known what John Bolton was, and that is a serious hawk. And that hasn't been the most, you know, appealing side of him. He is a realist. But he is, let, let's, let me go back to what we used to talk about on this program a lot before people knew what progressives were. But the progressive party was started by the Republicans. And Teddy Roosevelt had this idea that we not only had the responsibility, we had the right to go around the rest of the world and tell them how to live their life. That we needed to spread this thing called freedom. And while that's a noble thing to do, that's not the way it works. You don't change people's mind by going in and forcing it on them. You change their hearts. You, you lead by example. You leave people alone. But that wasn't Teddy Roosevelt, and that's not what the progressives were or are. They emphasize that or are in the Republican Party now. There are lots of progressive Republicans. It's why they say one thing to your face, and then they go back and they're like, wait, you're spending all that money? What, what just happened? Because they are progressives. And the, the idea internationally is the same idea between the Nazis and the communists. See, this is why the left calls us Nazis. And... And the right calls the left communists because pretty much they are. Now, I'm talking about the serious control freaks of those. The progressives, like Teddy Roosevelt, believed in a big state that could tell you what to do, who to have, who to marry. In one of the worst things I've ever read from Teddy Roosevelt was uh, a letter he wrote from The Overlook and where he was talking about how... You know, our farmers, they they breed our cattle. Why would we just let our people breed with somebody they chose? They believe in total control from the state down. That's why we have blood tests. That's why we have to go get a license to get married, because you can't just do that on your own. It came from the progressive era. Let's weed out all the imbeciles. So. They believe, Republicans that are deep progressives, believe in the same kind of control. But they believe in it in a national way. That's why nationalism, this is going to be Nazis. No, believing in your country is different than nationalism. Being proud of our country is different than nationalism. Nationalism is, we're first, we'll always be first, first at any cost. 
Being proud of your country is, look at what we've done. This is really good. I'm not trying to jam it down anybody's throat, but this is really, this is exciting what we've done. And you know what? Um, we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to screw this up. I don't, I don't want to interfere with anybody else, but don't let them interfere with us. We got to do what's right for us first, because if we're going to save people, we have to be healthy. That's the difference between a constitutionalist, what I, what I call a patriot and a progressive nationalist. A progressive nationalist is one uh, step away from either um, communism or Nazism. If they believe a communist, uh, a communist believes in internationalism and a and a progressive on the right believes in nationalism. But that's the only difference. Same things come. Same gulags, same death camps, same control. That's what happened with Germany and what happened with Russia. One is, oh, how dare you just think about yourselves in Germany? We're thinking about the whole world. Shut up. International socialism and national socialism. That's the only difference. So take that now and look at the fruit of that. And come back away from the communism and the Nazism. Just filter that out a little bit and see what we're fighting. What this, what this impeachment is truly all about is who is controlling the world. Who controls the country? Who controls you? And who controls the world? And the fight is between the communists and the national socialists. That's what, it's, that's, that's what this fight really is at the end of the road. And it dismisses everyone who believes in the Constitution. It dismisses anybody who believes in, you know what, I don't care what you call yourself. I'm not going to call you a happy butterfly because you're not. But if you want to call yourself a happy butterfly, that's fine. Oh, men have babies too? No, they don't. But if you want to believe that, that's okay. It's going to come with some consequences because you're living in a fairy world. You're, you're living a fairy tale. No. But if that's who you are, that's fine. That's where people used to be in America. Now, not everybody was like that. A lot of people on the right and a lot of people on the left wanted to force you into their point of view. When George Bush told me um, personally, don't worry, Glenn, whoever sits behind this desk, doesn't matter who they are, are going to make the almost the same exact choices that I make overseas because they will realize they don't have any choice. Really, the president's hands are tied. Well, who tied those? I don't believe that a president or my hands or your hands are tied on anything. Every day we can start over. Every day we can change our life. Every day the United States can decide, you know what we've been doing for the last hundred years with this progressive nonsense doesn't work. Every time we interfere in somebody else's country, it seems to go awry. It seems like we're on the losing end. No, I don't agree with this anymore. And that's what this impeachment is all about. So some people are saying that John Bolton is just greedy. Hmm, maybe, maybe. Let me tell you how the book world works. Let me tell you what really happened, in my opinion, on this book. 
and tell you why John Bolton, I think, is fine with this release and why he should be ashamed of himself in one minute. Just want to point out that also uh, octopus tentacles, we want to cut them off, not the legs. Since I, since I see now that Stu is being, you know, I want to be exactly accurate. I mean, <laughs> fine. There are only four legs on this that I'm going to, there are only four tentacles okay. on this octopus that I'm going to cut off. Well, that's nice. Then I'm going to spear it to death. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. So <laughs> I've cut off the, four tentacles left when you spear it to death. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that you understand. It's a kind okay. gesture. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first tentacle, he should testify. And why? And why the other side doesn't want him to testify. Makes sense now? First tentacle, chopped off. Second one, what's really at the heart of this impeachment, and that is presidential power. Sorry, your power. Not the kind of presidential power where he can just wield an iron fist, but the kind of presidential power that every president has had but they've all acquiesced to the State Department and intelligence community and everything else. This guy gets voted in. He says, I want to build a wall. They say no. Why? International relationships. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, he, wants to, he wants to hold back the Ukrainian money, which he did five times in the same year. But they only have problems with the Ukraine. Why? Because it messes with what their plan is. All right, that's the second tentacle. Now, let me tell you about the book world. Here's what's happening in the book world. Books, book world is over. It's over. It's over. Have you been to a bookstore lately? It's over. Now, they still are being printed. They're online. A lot of people just order from Amazon. I personally love bookstores, and I love, I love just to go and hang out in bookstores. It saved me a lot of money by not doing that. Uh, but I love it, um, and I read all the time. But bookstores, just like so many other things, are a thing of the past. They're in transition now. Publishing has been down for a very long time. But beyond that, the publishers, the actual heads of these corporations, are not surprisingly conservative. They're part of the elite circle that just can't understand how, oh, and these people, well, they don't read those books, right? They just buy them. They buy them from these personalities, and they put them on the shelf, and they don't actually read them, right? They don't understand you. They don't like you. Um, and they, they hold their nose when they print a book from Sean or me or, or Mark Levin they hold their nose. They don't like it. And what they've wanted recently is anyone that will turn coat on Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. Those, oh, they'll fly off the books. Will, will they? Really? They'll fly off the bookshelves, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who will say something bad about Donald Trump? Oh, we want that book. So they publish, but once they once they agree to it, then they need to have a marketing plan. And the big thing about books, if you're a current 
if you're right about current events, is it's got to happen now. We got to get this out right now. We can't wait. It's got to happen at this time with these things. Okay. All right. And usually you go along with it because it makes sense. Now, John Bolton, I would assume, was torn by that. Or was he? I have no idea how much money they paid John Bolton to be able to, in my opinion, sell his soul and do something that is clearly un-American. Clearly un-American. No, I say un-American. Just does not have the best interest of America at its heart. And I want to explain what I mean by that, because the explanation is critical to understanding the next tentacle. Trying to explain the John Bolton situation to you and what you're feeling and and why it's causing you and others on both sides to react the way they are is because of a a four-legged octopus or a quadrupus. I could have probably looked for something else that would have been better than an octopus, but a four a four tentacled uh, octopus, quadrupus, and uh, and what you're feeling right now when you see John Bolton come out, he's got a new book and it's been leaked, uh, and now Romney is saying we should have that. Should he testify? Should he not? First tentacle that is wrapped around you, squeezing you right now is this this sense of secret information and secret combinations and 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 a secret club on on all sides that it's being withheld and then there's the next shoe to drop you don't want it because we're in an abusive relationship right now every time something happens oh geez and then you wait for the next shoe to drop and then it's really bad and then there's another shoe to drop you don't want any more shoes to drop because you're afraid of getting hit again, over and over and over again. And the, and the blows are just getting worse and worse and worse. So that's the first thing that you're feeling. There's, there's something that I can't control, and I don't know who these people are, but I know, what's, I know I'm feeling this. Second, the progressive worldview on both the left and the right. It's the elites on both Republican and Democratic side that, that believe that they have a right to rule your life and to tell the rest of the world how to behave. And if it's doing it either through you know, Congress and the State Department or it's doing through the State Department and the U.N., it doesn't matter. The third thing, and I spoke about the book world and how that works. The third thing that you have to understand why this is making such an impact on people is because of greed and desperation. You're watching a dying and contracting industry, the book world. And you're also seeing at the same time a, a society that is growing more and more hungry for money and celebrity. A, a way to be relevant and, and, uh, uh, and, and have some legacy. The last leg on this thing is... What's squeezing us every day is the lack of honesty and integrity and transparency, decency. 
And this is the one that I really wanted to start with, but I knew I'd blow my stack. And so I didn't because I know John Bolton and I've always thought him to be an honorable guy. <sighs> but I am so sick and tired of people who are who are withholding information so you'll buy their book. If you have something to say, can you think of anything that is more important to our republic than being able to honestly, honestly come to the conclusion, this happened, this didn't happen? Can you think of anything that would be more healing? And can you think of anything that would be more divisive than just more hearsay. If John Bolton had something to say that he thought was impeachable, now, remember, we're being played, so you'll buy a book. So I can't, I can't run him through for this, but if he had something that he felt was impeachable, he should have stepped to an a microphone that would have been provided for anybody and said, look, I need to testify because I know something that no one else knows. And he should demand to be heard and not for a price. Our country is at stake. Our civilization, our belief in our system, in Congress, in the White House, in the president in the entire thing, is at stake. And when I saw John Bolton write a book where he apparently had something to say, that I don't know, I've read the excerpts, I don't see the problem here, but all it's doing is adding to the chaos, and anything that adds to the chaos is bad. John Bolton and everyone else, if you have information and you have something to say, don't take a book deal. Don't take a book deal. You can take a book deal after. But I know it's really hard when somebody comes to you and says, just wait, wait, save those things for the book and we'll pay you $5 million. Don't do it. These are the times that try men's souls. We don't need the sunshine patriots. We need the winter soldiers, the ones who in the in the deepest darkest day of winter they still remember why they're doing it and they're doing it for america they do it because they love their country your country is at stake step to a microphone and say it enough of this i'm disgusted by the people who are selling us out for a book. I'm disgusted by it. You know, our soldiers, they come back. I have no problem with them coming back and writing a book because they're writing about the best of us. They're writing things that none of us have seen. Most of us could never do. We aspire to be more like them. There's a turnstile in Washington. It's honestly, it's just a book deal or a speaking tour at the end. It's just a, a member, a, a, a position on a board. That's all that is. You only do that so you can leave there, write a book, be on a board, and then be a lobbyist for some company. Who's serving our country anymore? And servants don't start with me. Oh, I'm in public service. No, you're not. No, you're not.
congressmen make what? $180,000 a year. The average American makes about $54,000 a year. It seems like one is the master and one is the servant. Seems like we ask for things to be done and then you tell us why it can't. I'm tired of being treated like a child. I'm tired of being treated uh, like a slave. This is not America. This is not what our founders had in common. This is not what they were fighting for. This is not what they wrote down. The octopus itself is just deceit. That's all it is. It's just deceit. The first tentacle, should he testify? Yes. Why? Because I want the truth. And I want cross-examination. I want both sides to be heard. The deceit of the second tentacle, progressivism, we have the right to tell you sheep, or as Don Lemon said, you rubes, what to do. You're too stupid. Slay that. Cut that tentacle off from around you. You're smart enough. The third, greed. Greed. Celebrity. Cut that tentacle before it gets around your children too deeply if they if they spend their whole life looking for relevance they will make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision they must spend their life looking for truth and the last one is anything that's trying to squeeze around us and choke the life out of honesty and integrity and transparency. We are a nation that is still looking for hope and change, but it didn't come from the guy who promised it. It didn't come from anybody else. And it's come from the, you know, I had a preacher once say to me in a room full of preachers, every, every big preacher except Graham was in this room. And I, and I, told them what I was feeling and one I spent about 20 minutes and one of them at the end the room was dead silent and one of them said you know what shame on us shame on us we've all heard this we all know it and God I think he meant this Maybe he didn't mean this as a compliment. I don't know how he meant this, but he said, and God went to an alcoholic Mormon. Shame on us. Well, the same thing can be true. God takes Donald Trump, the most imperfect guy, a guy who is, quite honestly, I don't know if he would know God if he bumped into God. But he is using this haphazard, flawed guy to open the doors and the window. And you know why? Because no one else was around to do it. We all heard it. How many people did we send to Washington and they all folded? No one was willing to do it. So this guy who maybe because of his ego, I don't know why, has just the balls of steel, and he'll just go, I don't really care about you. Amen. 
without truth, there is no hope. And that's why they need you to say that a man can be pregnant. Because if you'll deny that, if you'll deny what science teaches you, you'll deny anything. Yep, that, yep. Oh, he's, I mean, she now is a beautiful woman. And I think she could have her period and have a baby. No, he can't. Slay the monster. That is what I think is really going on and what's causing us to feel so much passion about John Bolton. Mm. So, you know, let me, let me, uh, let me give you something that came from uh, one of John Bolton's uh, longtime friends. He was a guy who uh, has worked with John Bolton for 30 years. Um, he was his chief of staff two different times, once at the State Department, then again at the uh, uh, White House's National Security Council advisor. Uh, and so he knows John really well. And he talks about, he says, while some criticism of Bolton's performance as national security advisor, most of it was unfair and reflected the difficulty of overseeing President Trump's national security policies. Now, listen to this. When careerists and Obama holdovers in other government agencies, especially the State Department, were actively working to obstruct and defeat the president's policies. This is exactly what we're telling you is going on. Now, John Bolton is not part of the he does not like the State Department. However, he is a guy who does like for the the United States to get involved all around the country or all around the world. And Donald Trump doesn't like that. He doesn't want that. So you have two sides warring against each other, but both sides wanting the same thing, control. I would give the president the same counsel he gave to Zelensky. You have too many people from Obama holdover days. You have too many people that are the same advisors that got us into this mess. You got to get rid of the Obama people. Somebody needs to go into the State Department and clean house. Somebody needs to go into our intelligence agencies and clean house. The people who have been there for the longest amount of time. Time to retire. Time to retire. Now you have to do it strategically. You have to do it intelligently. But And they will fight. This is a, this is a body, you know, getting medicine it doesn't want. And it will fight against it. But it's time to clean house. This president... His next term should be about cleaning out all of the cabinet, clean everything, take everything out of that presidential cabinet and put it out on the shelf and don't put a single thing back in until you know it's clean. That's what needs to happen in the second term. And he will change the country if he does it, but it'll be a constant battle. 
But this is a battle I'm willing to fight. This is a battle that if they do it and they mean it, I'm in. I'm in. Back in just a second with more. We go to China and the coronavirus. Next. You're listening to Glenn Beck.